Kaua e mate fiki, me mate ururua. Do not die like an octopus. Instead, die like a hammerhead shark. If we take this proverbial saying and apply it to one's life, it could mean don't give up so easily, like that of an octopus, and instead fight for what you want. Give it your all, like a hammerhead shark. But does the octopus get a bit of a bad rap in this whakapauki? Perhaps so. Dr. Kat Bolstad is a senior lecturer at Auckland University of Technology. She runs a lab that researches the octopus, the squid, and a few of their extended whanau. She is a bit of an expert. So I, I don't know, it's a mystery to me as well, and I, I think people who have ever caught an octopus or um, you know, fished for octopus specifically also would probably not say that an octopus dies particularly easily um, because you know they certainly... They're quite strong and they're quite good at escaping. And you know, octopuses have quite a lot of tricks up their sleeves to avoid, uh, you know, things happening to them that they don't want to have happen to them. So, I personally, I would have to say, I'd, I'd rather die like a fish than like a, a shark. <laughs> In part two of this four-part series, we delve more into this whakatauki. Professor Tairahia Black describes a whakatauki, whakatauaki, or proverbial saying, as the following. Whakatauaki is a life principle philosophy. And philosophy itself, and, you know, every one of our pakeke will agree with me. They had people in their time who passed life philosophy to them. We have a responsibility to pass that on, that life philosophy, to all of our generations. Kaua e mate fiki, me mate ururua. Do not die like an octopus, instead die like a hammerhead shark. So, where do you use this whakatauki? Maybe it's on the sports field, perhaps it's on the stage, or moments when you are faced with a serious challenge that could bring you harm. Maybe... On the battlefield. Me and fell thick and fast. Tomahawk clashed on cutlass and bayonet. Tupara, our double barrel fouling pieces met rifle and pistol. Coming up, we'll hear more from Dr. Cat, students from Tifarekura Otauranga Moana, and Māori academics who share their interpretations. I'm Justine Murray, and this is Te Ahika. Koe mate fiki mate ururoa, e pāna tēnei ki o mahi, no reira, kia kaa koe ki te uki o mahi, kia upako pakaru, Kawe ori te ki te whike me te tuohu. Kia kaha tō neke ki mua, kia pera ki te uroa, te hemahid shak me pakanga muake. Mm, I like to play sports, so my favourite sport is basketball. I think this whakateki really relates to me because in a basketball game, you're not just playing, you're fighting to win and it's near. Yeah, Mate ururoa, just keep fighting till the end. Don't be a feke and just give up and like start leaning down. Just keep going like a hammerhead shark 
and you'll get there in the end. That's Tarawhati Deka from Te Farikura o Tauranga Moana. Tamati Waka is the lead tutor of Kapahaka Group Te Whanua Apanui. This week, the group dedicated the Duncan McIntyre Taonga to the Fano of Kapahaka exponent Ngāpō Wihi, who passed away this week. When we sat down and discussed the Whakatauki Kawai Mate Whike Me Mate Ururoa, we talked about the words Te Ururoa. That means shark, but more specifically, a hammerhead shark. Tamati says it's not great when he's been out in the boat fishing and a shark has become hooked onto his line. The fight that the shark puts up to be freed is outstanding and frustrating at the same time. If you've all been fishing, we've all caught a ururo and you hate it. You cut that line because they will fight right to the last breath. And, and quite simply, I suppose, if we look at who does this pertain to, you know, this is an important uh, proverb for warfare. Yeah, Māori people did, we did two things, yeah? we did two things, yeah? in, in summer we did war, in winter we did the haka, that's how it goes, and it's a bit different nowadays today because rugby's in winter, in winter we go to war, and kap matatini's in summer, so in summer we do kapahaka, but in the olden days yeah, it was the other way around, winter, cold, yeah? Yeah. you don't go to battle in winter, no kai. So you did two things in two seasons, a fighting season and a kapahaka season. That's how Māori's lived. So this whakatauki you only heard in fighting season. Yeah? It would only be heard um, at that time and by war people. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go down like the octopus. Yeah? Yeah. Struggle to the bitter end like the like the dōruro. The, the, the mm-hmm. yeah? And I suppose if you look at to today, well, how does it apply? This is using it to um, try your hardest. Mm. Yeah. Try your hardest at everything you do. And that's sort of what its new meaning is. Oh. Yeah. And it's only until you talk to Komatuas in Los Angeles. That's not what it means to so say. You might be entering a music competition and you're a singer and they're going to say, give it a, your best shot. Yeah, it didn't mean hit me with your best shot. It might have, but only to warriors. Uh, yeah, so today, as long as we are aware, I suppose, of the origins of the whakatauki, uh, people, who's it for? War, war people only, only not gardeners, not fishermen, definitely not fishermen. <laughs> they would hate to be likened to yep. a shark. It's only for 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 battle. If it's in rugby, then it's only for Richie McCall. <laughs> it's only for an open side flanker. You don't want your first five to be doing that. He's got to be like a fecky. He's got to be um, clever. You know, because you're of course, um, well, you know, winning Kapaka Group Tefanoa Apanui. So when you're, what's what's your equivalent of give it all, guys? What's your equivalent of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mahi mahi. Our one that we always say is well, the Okomatu would say just for the men, ne? for the men, and it's only for the haka time because ah, okay. there's different disciplines. Ne? So these the, the men's haka, ne? you've got a flash entry and flash exit, you've got action songs, and they all different, different disciplines, so they got different sayings. Ne? Oh, okay. Different sayings. So so if you're singing a, a, a waiata tangi or a love song or a sad song, you don't say give it heaps. <laughs> You don't, there's not putting them in the, I'm going to get real grumpy, angry. So you've got to, the mood of the song dictates on, and, and it's contained within the, in the saying. So for the, for the haka one, in terms of uh, the haka of the men, um, we say, kia pakaru katoa mai ngā hamuti. Kia pakaru katoa mai ngā hamuti. Which is a real rude one, but you know. Yeah. You, you, you want, and, and what that means is, um, you want, you want, um, you want thing excreting. You want things to excrete out all of your orifices, and 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 you look at it. Ne? It's coming out your eyes, your mouth, your body. Your body's opened to yes. be. It has to open, and everything has to come out. Everything, and like you literally translate that. It doesn't mean that, but 
the story behind it means open up your body wow. and let it, let everything come out. But again, it's still a hidden whakatauki, a hidden message, a metaphor. But it's a metaphor for opening up your body and letting everything out through your eyes, your face, because that's what they see. They see in your front, so you've got to open that up. Tamati analyzes the word fiki and immediately relates it to his surroundings. Kaua e mate fiki me mate ururua. Ai, ai. Ah, Te puku o te whiki means the centre of the octopus. Toite Huatai travelled from Hawaii and lived on the land in the Whakatane region. The puku references Toi's home, while his tentacles symbolise the far reach of his influence. From Te puku o te whiki, to the story Te Whike o Moturangi. This traditional style chant or waiata briefly tells the story of the Whike or octopus of local fame, Muturangi. Komutsurangi te whike nui, whaia e kupe ki waho wai o raukawa moana. Kupe, the voyager, one day was out fishing with his mate, Ngake. The fish had been biting days before. As per normal, they set out to catch some fish, but a creature of sorts was stealing their bait. This happened for the next few days, until Kupe finally got fed up. Apparently, this creature belonged to Muturangi. Frustrated at the creature's antics, Kupe set aboard his waka matahorua with his whanau in tow and set about chasing Te Whike o Muturangi, the octopus of Muturangi. What ensued was an epic voyage across the Monanui Akiwa. Kupe's wife, Hine Te Aparangi, saw a long white cloud hovering above vast land. The site would be named Aotearoa, or Land of the Long White Cloud. After pursuing the whike to Rangifakaoma in the Wararapa, the whike took refuge in a cave. The next day, under dark waters, the whike moved out from his cave. Kupe continued chase in the Wellington Harbour to Temwana Oraukawa. The pursuit continued to Queen Charlotte Sound and into Tōtaranui, Cook Strait. Kupe struck its tentacles with a mere. Te whike retaliated and slammed one of his tentacles against the hull of the waka. But it all ended when Kupe jumped onto the back of the giant octopus and struck its head. He had defeated Fiki. The eyes of the Fiki were believed to be placed on nearby rocks, today called Ngafatu. Kupe, his family and his warriors would journey back home to Hawaii. Kupe would name many places as they travelled home. This sort of epic battle took place in Cook Strait where he finally slew the seke, but, you know, that doesn't seem like an animal that laid down and died easily. 
either. So I, I don't know. It's a mystery to me as well. And I, I think people who have ever caught an octopus or um, you know fished for octopus specifically also would probably not say that an octopus dies particularly easily um, because you know they certainly they're quite strong and they're quite good at escaping. And you know octopuses have quite a lot of tricks up their sleeves to avoid uh, you know things happening to them that they don't want to have happen to them. So. I personally, I would have to say I'd, I'd rather die like a fecky than like a, a shark. <laughs> Dr. Kat Bolstad, who we heard at the start of the show, is a senior lecturer at Auckland University of Technology and runs a laboratory that researches cephalopods. She says the story, Te Whike o Mutsurangi, highlights the perseverance of the octopus. So an octopus probably spends quite a lot of its time, uh, well, hiding... It, at times when predators would be out looking for it. So most octopuses come out at night and not during the day. Um, and some of the main things that like to eat them would be things like large toothy fish like snappers and moray eels and things like that. So uh, I suppose there probably could be a, recept- a, uh, a feeling that octopuses just hide all the time and they're quite shy. Uh, but actually, if you've ever encountered one um, while you're in the ocean diving or swimming, you find that they're quite strong for one thing and quite curious so once they get interested in something they actually hold on to it quite tightly and um, they spend a lot of time sort of figuring out what's going on Um, so just the the fact that we don't see them very much during the day doesn't really mean that they're shy and hiding it just means that that's the time of the day when they tend to be not that active Um, but at toward the end of the life um, octopuses reproduce one time in their lives uh, and after that they die so you know, according to living a full lifespan. Um, what that means then is that um, the male will reproduce and then die relatively quickly, and the female will then lay a bunch of eggs in a den, and she'll actually spend the rest of her life not eating and protecting those eggs uh, and sort of fading away until the eggs hatch, and at that point she dies. So she actually gives the entire last period of her life, which can be up to a quarter of the lifespan, protecting those eggs and keeping them clean and making sure that they hatch properly. So in a sense, I suppose that is fading away and and not fighting. But in another sense, that's an incredibly noble thing to do. There are hundreds and hundreds of different Mm -hmm. species of octopus. So some of them would live for quite a short period of time. And uh, that would tend to be the smaller ones, most likely, and the ones that live uh, in in warmer waters. Uh, But recently, there was an amazing article from some scientists um, at the Monterey Bay Aquarium Research Institute in California where they documented a mother octopus, um, the same mother octopus, sitting on a rock in the deep sea at about 1,500 meters, brooding her eggs for five years. As far as we know, octopuses tend to brood their eggs for about a quarter of the lifespan, and so that could mean that that octopus would have had a lifespan of about 20 years, which, first of all, makes that five-year period the longest period of time that any animal has ever been recorded to care for its eggs. Uh, and second of all, would mean that the lifespan was way, way longer for at least that species than anybody could have dreamed. Kaua e mate whike, me mate ururua. Do not die like an octopus, instead die like a hammerhead shark. Professor Tayarahia Black says this whakatauaki relates to our environment and not just in the physical sense. There's a close link between environment, our knowledge, and the integration of that knowledge into the process how we conduct ourselves. You see, the reference to 
the environmental species such as sharks is a is a point of reference that recognizes those types of animals as a very much part of our whole philosophy you cannot separate you cannot separate language sovereignty uh, language status and language and land and environment they all have one meaning together they come together the message i suppose in the fakatawaki let's work very hard let's bring it down to something let's let's wake up in the morning and let's plan let's not wait let's not wait for for something to happen um i heard a beautiful kōrero from our kaumātua here from Ngātiawa, uh kokohino marae um and i'll give you two examples uh hemana manuera in one of his kōrero his dad eruera manuera says don't waste the opportunity <laughs> if you go to a hui to a krakia to a Look for the opportunity that you may use that particular opportunity to grow yourself. And then there was another kōrero that I remember we were hosting at my marae, at Otenuku marae in Ruatoki, Fai Kōrero Wānana. And we were all teaching each other. There was Te Makarini, Te Mara, Hori Uatuku, myself, and you know, we We've got to put in place successive plans, succession plans, successful succession plans. We've got to put these in place. And if we don't do this, then that beautiful whakatauaki will not be uh, practiced in that Mm. sense. So the kaumatua who, he turned up when we were halfway through our wānana, and he just looked across at us and says, mahi a te mahi, oh, get on with it. (laughs) You know, um, we were a little bit ambivalent when he turned up. We go, ooh, are we doing this right? Are we giving the right narratives, the right... And then he just looked across and he goes, mahi a te mahi tai. So, that whakatauki saying, just get on with it. Kaua e mate whike, me mate ururua. I think it refers to how you behave here. So behave like a rangatira, not as a, a taurekareka, you know? Dress like a rangatira, not as a taurekareka. You know, behave like one. Um, um, develop relationships like a, like a rangatira. That's what that means to me. Uh, so it's also another directive in how you should um, live your life. And, I, and I, I mean, one thing I always remember when I was little, when you went to Māori Hui on Marae, I used to go with my grandmother all the time, and where the old people were, they used to have a real dignity about uh, about how they, where they sat, how they sat, how they conducted themselves, how they spoke, how the old people used to speak, the old, the old chiefs get up and talk and... And how they, um, when they used to sing songs, the old the old queers used to get up and and sing. There was a time for because we lived in Matakana and I lived there for a little while. During Tangihanga, when there was a long lull in the proceedings and no manuhiri, 
there would be time for being funny and you know doing performances but when it came to the crunch where other people or manuhiri had arrived people would just fall into those roles of yeah, and do it with a sense of dignity and reflect the occasion really hey. so this thing about it's really about um, the noble uh, to to conduct yourself in a in a a noble way not the way of a a wari <laughs> a wari wari <laughs> The late Matthew Dixon Nongai Terangi Te Whakatohia, who shared his thoughts about the Kaupapa that was recorded one week before his passing. In an increasing world of technology, how is this proverbial saying, Whakatoki, interpreted by young people? I'm with Tarawhati Deka, Warakati Kira, Miringi Wai Gardner, Anthony August, and Kanapa Ku. Aotearoa te Rua, he fai tonara, e kimihia i tona kai, kia koa tona fana e e matikaiana, nora ira kau kaha kitona mahi, motiweke e noho ana kitona tona nono mahi koreana, mangereana. No reira me fai te tauira o te ururoa. Favourite sport is basketball and this relates to me because I thought I was a, a whiki because I keep sitting on the sideline and doing nothing and I thought I wasn't achieving anything. But as time goes by, I was getting good at practices and I felt like I was the top, so I was a ururoa. Me tino hea kai koe ki o mai. Me ka whai koe i a reo moimoia, i o mahi rānei. This whakatauki, it helps me in my sport, so I know not to give up in everything I do. Ko oku whakaaro, ko e neke whakamuri, me tōti ka tō haere. I'm a bit different to them. I'm a gamer, you know, when I'm in the game. Like PlayStation 2, PS3. No, PS3, yeah. <laughs> when they're Black Ops. <laughs> you know, when I start the game, you got to fight hard, eh? you got to keep going, even if you lose or win. Kia <laughs> Obviously, this whakatauki is good for for game and sports. And, well, not only sports and games, but it's also good for other things like study, kapahaka. just helps you through throughout your life. It's it's good to look back at the whakatauki and just, just realise that, yeah, I can do this. Nahihi Otera Bidwa is an entrepreneur, a motivational speaker, and today lives in his hometown Rotorua, where he operates his own helicopter tourism experience. 
In his younger years, he worked for a multinational oil company, earned big money, had a flash car, stayed in nice hotels. He had everything he ever wanted by the age of 25. But that all changed when the company went through a restructure and he was relocated for his job. But something was missing from Ngahi's life, his Māori culture. Admittedly, he says he turned his back on it. Years later, in a room, he heard the term mellow puff, which is a chocolate marshmallow biscuit, in reference to a Māori person being white on the inside and brown on the outside. He saw himself in that picture. This set the wheels in motion for Ngahi to get back to his tūranga waiwai, Awaho Marae in Rotorua. This whakatauki could perhaps relate to Ngahi's plight to never give up and keep persevering. He went home to his people after living away for many years. He learned the tikanga and kawa of his marae, and he also learned te reo Māori. Uh, e mate whike, me mate Don't die like a octopus, die instead like a hammerhead shark. Uh, for me, the, the whike speaks of, of people who things might come really easily to and things, yep, they may do lots of good things. However, I think character is what's important, the character of a person. And soon enough, people who things come easy to give up and because they've had everything given to them, think, oh, the world owes them. So they choose not to engage in mahi sometimes, whereas people who have earned the right to speak, who have earned the right to the detail at the marae or the knife, or they're the ones that will always be there no matter what's happening. And they are often, from my experience, very humble people, people who just get on and, and do the work and who don't ex- accept or don't look for praise to do it. Whereas the people who are under the whiki often only do stuff because people can see them doing that and because they want the praise for doing that mahi. Dr. Ella Henry, senior lecturer at Auckland University of Technology and an actress, sums it up as... What a brilliant whakatauki this is to validate bravery and heroism. We all know the octopus lives and dies in small dark caves, whereas the hammerhead shark roams the sea like a warrior ever ready for battle. Who doesn't want to be that? 